Okay. Uh, hello to all of our viewers. Welcome to the first episode of Dyad Debates. I'm one half of your host, Nathan. And I'm the other half, Stephen. Uh, basically, this podcast, um, basically, we're just going to be talking about sports. And almost everything is just based off of opinion and comedy. So don't take anything too seriously. But uh, as of right now, it's the week of January 18th, 2021. And the first topic we're covering is the NFL divisional round. Basically, I guess the, the key moments is that first the Packers are going to move on and the Chiefs in the, in, in the AFC, it's going to be the Chiefs versus the Bills. But for the Chiefs, uh, their star quarterback, Patrick Mahomes is out with a concussion. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see if he's able to return. And for the NFC, Drew Brees, in his final game ever, you know, I, I like Drew Brees. He's an amazing player. But uh, he, he got clapped by Tom Brady in his final matchup. So it wasn't something too good. But um, anyway, now moving on, uh, we're going to be talking about the Harden trade that went down a few days ago. Uh, Steven, first of all, what is your take on the Harden trade? Who do you think won? How do you think this is going to impact the NBA? Oh, uh, this one's pretty easy. The Cavaliers easily won the Harden trade. They got uh, Jared Allen for basically nothing. What about you? I also think that the Nets, they're going to improve a lot, obviously. I'm not sure how Kyrie is going to fit into the piece as well, but I don't like how they gave away Jared Allen, Karis Silver. I thought that was just a bad move from the Nets. Yeah, now they have to have DeAndre Jordan full-time at center, which isn't going to help that defense. Yeah. Uh, also, wait, by Rockets uh, one. Oh, wait. Yeah, the Rockets got eight picks. No, no, four picks, four swaps, and Victor Oladipo for Harden. Uh, how do you, what do you think about that return? Honestly, I feel like the Rockets and Pacers, I feel like they're in a good position. I don't think they were going for a championship run this season. So I think them having, receiving young players as well as draft picks is a great move for them. But for the Nets, I'm really not sure if I should call this a win or a loss. How about you? Uh, yeah, it's definitely risky. Like the last pick is in like 2027. And by that time, Katie will be like 38 and Harden like 37. So like there's definitely like a scenario where like basically those picks will end up being basically the Brooklyn picks from the last big trade they did with Kevin Garnett. But then again, this team will probably most likely win like a, uh, a championship within the next like two or three years. So if that happens, it'll probably be worth it to them. I feel like this Nets, they're obviously now basically building everything around the big three, Kyrie, Durant, and Harden. In your opinion, do you think these three will mesh together? Uh, I thought Harden and KD would mesh because, like, uh, both of them are really good shooters. KD's obviously a pretty good defender, and, and, like, he obviously works well off ball, but, like, I don't think if I don't think Kyrie will work because, like, Kyrie's a bit of, a, like, a weirdo, and he hasn't really worked well as, like, number two options. Like, in Boston and Cleveland, he left because he was, like, stuck in the shadow of someone else, and now he's a number three option behind two other ball-dominant scorers, so... 
I think eventually he's going to want out. I also think it's really funny how Kevin Durant, out of all people, is probably going to be the most mature one and most willing to change. Because obviously, you know, Harden, he's very ball-dominant. That's what allows him to be great. But at the same time, both Kyrie and KD thrive thrive from being ball-dominant. So honestly, I think... We, can, we can't even call this a loss or a win until Kyrie actually joins the team from a spiritual break. Um, but based, based off of how Harden and KD play together, do you think or how do you feel about this new Nets team? Because they did get... Um, I think it is pretty good. I think it definitely has the talent to get to the finals, but like... I would rather prefer they like trade Kyrie for like depth pieces because like in like almost every third three star um team everyone has to make like adjustments and sacrifice like a role and I don't think Kyrie or like to a lesser extent Harden will do that. Speaking about championships, with this trade, do you believe that Nets are the favorites or do you still think that some other teams are the favorites to win the title? Um. To be honest, I'm not that sure. Let me look at the standings. Uh, I honestly think like the Lakers or like the Clippers or like the Bucks are like slightly higher, but like because of like the fact that they actually like play defense. But like, I think the Nets definitely have a really really good chance of probably making the East, uh, winning the East because the Bucks probably will choke every year because they just every, all they have to do is guard Giannis in the paint. But, uh, yeah, definitely they're probably going to make the finals this year, but I don't know about winning it. Now, moving on from the Harden trade, let's just talk about the NBA season in general. Hey, wait, wait, I have one more question to you about the Harden trade, though. Like, Oh, yeah. Uh, would you have uh, – if you were the Rockets, would you have rather traded Harden for, like, Ben Simmons and some picks and, like, Tyrese Maxey and So, stuff? like, to the Sixers? Or... Yeah, instead of to the Nets for a bunch of picks and, like, or Oladipo. Honestly – I still I think that they made the right move by trading with uh, the Nets because, I mean, Sixers, you know, Ben Simmons, I'm not saying that he's a bad player, but he's a great playmaker, but I don't think he's a, a franchise guy. I don't think he's capable of leading a franchise all the way to the playoffs by himself. You know, I don't think he has that large of an impact compared to other greats like or superstars like Kawhi, LeBron, Giannis. You know, I just don't think he's on that level. So I think it's great that they decided to stock up on their future instead. Yeah. Okay, so, uh, so current NBA, right? Um it's been what the first 15 games so far. Yeah. Into the season. How do you think this season compares to the other se- to the past few seasons? You know, the seasons that we've become accustomed to. Uh it's definitely interesting. Like for for one thing, it's interesting how like the Russell Westbrook trade happened. Like uh, we expected like the Wizards to at least like compete for playoff spot, and now like they're in line for like a top pick. All the roster moves that have been happening recently have been really interesting. Uh, yeah, but I think there's also a very big problem in the NBA right now, and I think that's the COVID. You know, a lot of players are missing games. The Sixers had to play with seven players a week or two ago, and Dwight Howard at point guard. Yeah. <laughs> How do you, how would you see the NBA's handling COVID compared to other leagues like NFL or MLB? Like 
besides like excluding their bubble that they had last season. But how do you think they're just doing it in the regular season so far? Uh, I think they've handled it pretty well, considering like basketball is a sport that like definitely needs a lot of like hand to hand contact and stuff. But also, um, I feel like letting maybe making the Sixers play with only seven players is a bit like unfair because like without Embiid or Simmons, the Sixers roster is kind of thin. I would also be. I think, I think every single major sport league, uh, experienced the. COVID outbreak like I think MLB did earlier in the season didn't they or yeah but like because MLB is like played like with a lot of players like spaced apart they're able to like still play without uh, much people like I also think it's uh, harder yeah yeah I mean obviously Um, like what MLB did was like well some of the teams got like entirely suspended so they had to play like like, two games every day to like make up for the lost games Uh, would you be in favor of that Oh, yeah, that's the same thing that happened with the KBO. But NBA, I honestly don't think – I think even if the NBA, like, made that possible, I don't think the players would be up for it. I think basketball is definitely a game that takes a lot of stamina. And I don't think two games a day is just going to fly with the players. And, yeah, especially yeah, with a shorter sense. offseason. That's, that's, that's way too risky, in my opinion. Um, uh, how do you feel about like some of the teams that were supposed to be contenders that are like near the bottom of the conference? Like, for example, the Raptors uh, and uh, Heat, the Timberwolves, the Pelicans, and the Nuggets. I'm not too sure about the Timberwolves. I mean, they're, they're always. Yeah, Carl Anthony Towns has COVID, I think. So, yeah. It's obvious. Best regards to him. Yeah. I was actually surprised by how, I guess, mediocre i should say the nuggets are right now i feel like both nicole yo has been really good yeah i feel like they're losing a lot of close games i think i'm not sure if that's the same team that i'm thinking yeah like the loss of jeremy grant really does hurt oh yeah jeremy grant he was he played like an all-star last year in the bubble especially yeah yeah uh how do you feel about the heats four and seven start so far the heat Honestly, I haven't been watching a lot of Heat games. I still, I think that Jimmy Butler, he, I think he, I think he's the main guy that needs to step up because I'm not hearing a lot from him. I think Bam Adebayo and the supporting cast like Duncan Robinson are all doing their thing. I think Jimmy Butler has to step up and be the guy to lead them just like last season. But what do you think? Oh uh, yeah, I think they definitely do need to step up. I would like to see more improvement out of Butler. He's obviously supposed to be the number one guy on that team, but like he's been underachieving a bit. And also looking at Toronto, they're five and eight. Do you think Kyle Lowry could be traded? Honestly, Kyle Lowry, he's been on the Raptors team for I think probably ten seasons. That's what it feels like to me. Um, I think he's done so much for the organization, but I feel like if the Raptors do want to be contenders, they have to make some moves. But I don't think it's necessary Kyle Lowry. I think it's more of Pascal Siakam, a.k.a. Mr. Spin Move. Um, I'm not sure what he has been doing. Uh, He's been very bad so far. He's been really, really, really bad right now. Oh, uh, but like you know how like like with DeRozan being traded a few um games uh, a few years ago, like that means Lowry is the best Raptor in franchise history. So like, it definitely would hurt to see him go, but he's on the last year of his contract. So that's true. I think 
if I was the Raptors GM, honestly, I would still keep Kyle Lowry. He's still been solid this season, if you look at his stats. Yeah. I would say I would say it would be Siakam and uh, Van Vliet. I'm not saying that they're bad, but I think they have very high trade value right now, and you could get good young stars on the team that could honestly like uh, turn this franchise around, in my opinion. Okay. Um, so we've been talking about a lot of players, but who would you say is the most underappreciated player right now and the reasons to that? Wait, what? Who would you say is the most underrated player right now? Like player who's been balling out, but not a lot of fans actually recognize how talented he is. Uh, probably Christian Wood of the Rockets. Uh, he's actually been really, really good this season, and he's locked up for three more years, and he's obviously not going to be James Harden or anything, but, like, I think that's a good player that you can build around, and that's definitely someone they're going to have to build around considering, like, Harden, and Harden's gone, and, like, John Wall and Boogie are all in their, like, 30s. What about you? Honestly, I think Zach Levine... I'm not, I'm, I don't think that people actually just ignore him or, but I definitely think that he's playing at an all-star level right now. And it sucks that he's on the Bulls because <laughs> they're the Bulls, you know, no other reason to that. But um, I would love to see Zach Levine getting more love, uh, especially for everything he's done for the Bulls and my fantasy team. I appreciate Zach Levine greatly. Uh, how do you feel about like the, how the top three picks in the draft have been doing so far? So, uh, James Anthony Wiseman. Edwards and oh, yeah, yeah. James Wiseman and Lamelo Ball. Honestly, well, it's I think it's clear as day who gets the most attention. It's the guy that has the, a very interesting last name, uh, Lamelo. I'm gonna be honest. I think he's doing. A, I think he's having a great rookie season compared to his brother. Yeah, Edwards looks like a classic Timberwolves player, to be honest right now. He's struggled a lot so far. Uh, he's shooting uh, 26% from three-point range. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, yeah, last time, uh, like a couple days ago, I read an article in The Ringer about like how the NBA is becoming more of an all-in league where uh teams have to like trade all their draft picks to get a superstar to compete uh do you think this is necessarily true i haven't really read that article or heard much about it but if that's true i i guess i mean we have seen that happen like the clippers last year they basically just traded away their future and said if it we're in win now mode obviously that didn't work out too well but it still could and also the bucks uh traded five total like picks and pick swaps to get Drew Holiday. Yeah. Uh, all right, going back to what's it called? Uh, the NBA, and especially, I feel like a big problem with NBA right now is that it's losing viewers. I haven't really checked the viewerships for the regular season this season, but I, I know that they had the worst rated NBA Finals last year. What do you think is like the main reason on why NBA lost so much viewers? Uh, in my opinion, it would have to be like the whole controversy with China. Like, uh, NBA obviously has like a huge market in China, and like, like the loss of all that revenue and stuff does hurt a lot. 
And I don't think if that's something that they can get back. You think, like, especially the viewership being down the public, do you think a lot of that had to do with, I guess, how vocal the NBA was about BLM? Oh, wait, and before this, we're not trying to make a political statement. We're just, we're just debating. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, think, I, don't, yeah. I think it had to do, it's had something to do with that, but also it had a lot to do with, like, how a lot of the other sports were, like, having like important games during that time. Like normally the NBA playoffs are in like the spring, which is when like baseball hasn't even started. And like most of the major sports are in like regular seasons. Well, like this time uh, basketball was in like the winter, which is when like the World Series is and stuff. So that definitely did hurt viewership. Oh yeah. I wasn't thinking about that, but I think that might actually be the major factor uh, because it overlaps. But I also think like the rising popularity of, I guess, illegal streams is like, uh, what's it called? I think that's also been a big problem because not a lot of people are actually watching TV these days. Everyone's using things on their phone and stuff. So, I mean, hopefully, I love the NBA. Hopefully they're able to regain their viewers. But as of right now, uh, Let's talk about another sport that's considered to be below basketball by many fans. <laughs> um, I'm not saying that's true. Let's talk about baseball. Uh, first of all, we have the Dodgers maniac. Um, do you still believe that the Dodgers are the favorites to win to win it all next year or no? Um, I'm going to have to say yes, because... Uh, if you look closely, the Padres have done the same thing of acquiring big names in like 2015, and obviously that didn't work. And obviously, this Padres team is a lot better than those 2015 ones. But like, I think like like the 2019 Padres uh, had a combined 130 million dollars on their payroll, and this year they already have all of that tied up into like old veterans like Machado, Hosmer, and like you Darvish. And at this rate, I think they will win a World Series in the future. And uh, But I'm, I don't think they're there yet. And I think their window will be like the Brooklyn Nets, where they'll be really good for a few years. But uh, this roster built on really high-paid veterans can't really sustain itself. Wait, so do you... Wait, so the Padres acquired a lot of big names, but how are they still not the favorites? Oh, because like just because you get favorites doesn't mean you're instantly just because you get big names doesn't mean you're instantly the favorites. Like, like I I don't really trust their hitters from this year. Like most of them were um, overproducing way over what they would normally do, like Myers and Machado and Hosmer. And I think that that they will eventually uh, they'll like regress next year. And also Tatis is pretty injury prone, so. Um, while they probably are one of the top three teams in the league right now, I don't see them uh, beating the Dodgers yet. Well, moving on, uh, what's it called? There was also a guy from the KBL or the Korean Baseball League that got acquired by the Padres. Do you, uh, no, with no bias, do you believe that he's going to have a major impact or is he going to be like a lot of the Korean players like? that basically spend just one or two seasons and then go back to Korea. What's your take? 
Uh, I think he'll be a lot like Jung Ho Kong. Like he'll have a pretty good career. Probably doesn't, hopefully doesn't do anything stupid like Kong did. But uh, uh, my friend told me that he um, reminds him a lot of Chris Taylor because he can play a lot of utility positions. And I think he'll probably play like Taylor does in like, you know, coming off the bench and like giving them rest days and probably hitting pretty well too. And there was also news that went the other way around. I think there was a Giants pitcher, I believe, named Andrew Suarez, who signed with the LG Twins, aka the most popular team, or basically like the Dodgers of the KBO. The most famous team, but no right, playoffs. That would be the Yankees if it was the most favorite team in no the playoffs. KBO. I mean, the Dodgers, I mean, you know. I guess you could say they have a good amount of playoff success. Or... Actually, Wait, his name was Andrew Suarez? Yeah, I, yeah, it was Andrew Suarez. Uh, looking through his statistics, he's been uh, like pretty average. I think he'll probably be a decent pitcher in the KBO, probably because like, KBO is basically the equivalent of double or triple A for uh, baseball. Do you? Oh, wait. Obviously, I don't know much about baseball compared to Steven, but is Mike Trout still, like, inarguably the best friend at MLB? Uh, yes, but it's getting closer now. Like, before this year, it used to be Mike Trout and then, like, and, and then Mike Trout and then, like, a huge gap and then everyone else. But this year, Mike Trout uh, still was pretty good. He, I think, finished... Yeah, fifth in MVP voting, but he did seem to take a step back. Like his fielding metrics weren't that good. Like he used to be like the best defensive outfielder in the majors, but now he's like only average. And he's getting older. He his 30th birthday's coming up soon. And um speed is the first thing that goes away when you um get older. So um looking at this, I think Mike Trout only has around three to five years, no, three to four years left in center field, and then he'll move to corner outfield. Obviously, he, he his hitting will still be pretty good, but I think his prime is starting to end, and that's unfortunate because he's only played in three career playoff games up to this point. Speaking of three career playoffs, do you think that Mike Trout, this, not just in baseball, but in sports in general, you think if he just retires as an Angels, and the Angels, you know, they never even make the playoffs from now, do you think he will be the greatest, I guess, talent that gets wasted by a trash team? Or do you still believe there's some other player in another sport or in the baseball as well that got their talent wasted? Uh, yeah, I think Mike Trout is undoubtedly the um, most wasted talent because, like, even if players like that didn't win a ring, like, I don't know, in, like, base basketball, you could say, like, Allen Iverson was wasted on, like, these really trash Sixers teams. But... Iverson at least like made the finals. He carried a team throughout the playoffs, whereas Mike Trout has only had 12 playoff at-bats in his whole career. And he hasn't even finished over 500 since uh, like 2016, I think. So like this level of ineptitude from a team for after this level of greatness is like something that I've never really seen uh, in baseball or any sport. I would also make a case for... Matthew Stafford in the Lions. Uh, I feel like he's a perfect representation of the meme. You can't have shit in Detroit. 
because you know it's the lions i feel like they've made a i guess remarkable way of wasting talent like calvin johnson and now matthew stafford uh, hopefully he leaves the lions one day and goes on to a better team because i feel like he's a very likable person and a great player uh <clears throat> so so far we covered the nfl the nba and the mlb when is the mlb started, uh season starting again is it uh sometime in march i believe uh let's go back to like basketball um as you know like the clippers did have a very disappointing end to their 2020 playoffs and they've looked actually really good so far um, do you think this success actually translates to playoff success? Honestly, I'm, I'm not sure. I think the NBA is obviously very unpredictable. I never actually, I never actually once believed that Denver, out of all teams, would be the ones to face off against the Lakers in the conference finals. But that's exactly what happened. Um, I think the Clippers. Did they make much changes to the roster? I mean, they lost the Oh, yeah, they part. added yeah. Serge Ibaka to replace oh, yes. Montrezl Harrell. Uh, I would say the Clippers, I would say they do have a good amount of depth so far. And as long as, you know, they don't play like themselves in the playoffs, I feel like they have a pretty good chance on making the conference for the first time. Yeah. Um. What about, like, say, the other teams in the Western Conference, like... Yeah, the Phoenix Suns have actually looked pretty good so far. Um, Chris Paul has been a very good veteran influence for them. I feel like the Suns last year, too, I think they went on a really hot streak. Yeah, towards the end of the season in the bubble. Yeah, and I, I remember in the beginning when Aaron Baines actually looked like an almost all-star caliber center. <laughs> I remember the Suns were around fourth or fifth seed, but then they regressed as the season continued. So uh, I think Suns this year actually do have a better chance of making the playoffs. Uh, currently, the playoff picture for the West is Lakers, Clippers, Jazz, Suns, Spurs, Trailblazers, Grizzlies, and Warriors. Um, Definitely. I did not expect to see the Spurs here. Yeah, the Spurs, it's just... DeRozan is, has been great. Uh, you know, Coach Popovich is just... Always great. Yeah. But I, I'm still not sure if the Spurs can hang around. I feel like they'll get replaced by a team like the Nuggets or the Mavericks for sure. Uh, uh, also, uh, John Morant is probably single-handedly carrying the Grizzlies, but right now he's, I think he has a knee injury right now. Yeah, I think uh, so, he made his return a few nights ago, but yeah, he's doing okay. great this season. Yeah. For, yeah. For the East right uh, now, it's the Celtics, Bucks, Sixers, Pacers. That's Knicks, uh, Cavs, Hawks. So that's I do not expect yeah. to see the Knicks here. Yeah. I also, mean, I think the Pacers will drop a few. They've been playing really good so far, but I think that's due for regression. Uh, I think the Nets will probably be like either one or two. And I did not expect to see the Cavs here at all. I think I think Toronto will probably get in as like an eighth seed or something. And I no, no, no. Orlando will probably be a seed. Orlando has been a seed for like the last fifty years. Uh, so yeah, Knicks. I don't know how to that how they're playing like this so far. It's inevitably due for regression, though. I feel like NBA one of like 
I guess the most memorable parts is the inside the NBA and the pregame shows. But do you feel like Shaq, uh, like especially even after the Lakers won the championship, he was like, oh, Dwight Howard didn't do anything. Why is he celebrating? Or he was making fun of Rudy uh, Gobert for getting a Supermax deal and saying that he didn't deserve it. Do you think that Shaq is, I guess, had some kind of justice in saying that? Or do you think he was just being petty? Uh, Shaq, I think he's being petty. Shaq pretty much insults every big man. He'd probably like beef with Hakeem if Hakeem was like said anything bad to him. Um, there was a really good SB Nation that came out of like a year or two ago about like how Shaq was beefing with Dwight Howard about who got to be Superman. And uh, one of the things in there that Shaq kept saying was that Dwight never won a ring. And obviously he can't say that now. And I think he's still petty about that. And obviously he's um, petty at Rudy Gobert because Gobert got a bit more than a max contract, I think. And Shaq probably never got anything close to that. I feel like adding on to the Dwight Howard, uh, Shaq started off his career as a Magic. And even though he also got them to the NBA Finals, they got swept. And I believe that Dwight Howard didn't win a game for the Magic. So, but there yeah, Dwight Howard went to the Finals in 2009, I believe. But then he got beaten in five by the Kobe Lakers. Yeah. But like that's when like the story that the stories diverged. Like Shaq went to LA and forged a dynasty with Kobe, whereas Dwight's career sort of like went downhill from there. After like, <laughs> I think he went to LA for one season too. But like, um, him and Kobe never really fit together. <clears throat> Wait, going back to the Harden trade because I don't think we talked enough about. Kyrie and Harden, because I feel like those two will be the major problem. Uh, first of all, what are your thoughts on Kyrie's recent actions? You know, him sitting out for no reason at all. Um, I think that's not the right thing to do, and I don't agree with that. But, like, obviously, Kyrie is his own man, and he can do whatever he wants, but obviously he won't get paid if he doesn't play. And to the answer to the second part about, like, KD and Harden going together, I think that'll actually fit together great, because, like, they're both really good shooters, and they kind of play defense. Harden's is kind of questionable, but Durant's a pretty good rim protector. And I honestly think uh, they should have traded Westbrook after 2012. Obviously, hindsight is 2020. But, like, imagine a team with uh, – the OKC team with, like, Harden, Durant, and, like, Sarge Ibaka. I think that could have definitely won a championship. And I think this team will win a championship. But I prefer, like, Kyrie get traded for, like, depth pieces. And ideally, a center that isn't DJ and some defense. I also think that Kyrie, you know, a guy that's getting paid a super max just to do religious rituals and uh, go to massless parties while his team is, you know, on the road going against other teams. I don't think that's a very good look for him. Uh, but Harden, I feel like what he did was a smart move for him. He put himself in the best position to win. But I don't Rockets. agree with, like, the way he yeah. did it, though. Like, the way yeah. he, like, showed up late to camp and, like, showed up out of shape and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, like, uh, how do you feel about, like, superstars demanding trades and, like, that way, like, Kawhi sat out a whole season to get out of San Antonio. Uh, Anthony Davis, uh, the Pelicans were trying to um, bench him uh, so they could protect his trade value. How do you feel about, like, superstars basically getting what they want in this way? I mean, honestly, I, they are their own person. And, you know, if they want to win and 
that's really their choice, but I feel like especially in Harden's case, like the Rockets basically did everything they wanted for him to put him in a position to win. You know, they brought in, uh, what's it called? They brought in Dwight Howard for a few seasons. That, that didn't work, work out. out. So they just built around them with shooters. That didn't work out. They brought in CP3. They had problems. And now they brought Russell Westbrook. They had problems. And then now they brought John Wall and DeMarcus Cousins. And Harden still doesn't like it and eventually forces his way out. I feel like that was a really, I'm not sure if this is the right way to phrase it, but I guess show your, you know, thanks to the Rockets organization in that kind of way. But uh, like superstars, I think that's just, that's been happening for decades, really, you know? Yeah. Recent uh, well, like, I believe in 2018 or something, Harden replied to a tweet saying that he wanted to be a Rocket for life. Obviously, that was when him and CP3 had a pretty good relationship and the Rockets looked like they would win a uh, finals sometime in the future. Uh, if, like, let's say the Rockets don't go for 27 in the Game 7 of the Western Conference Finals and they win the 2018 title, do you think Harden would stick around for, like, a rebuild? I think that's that's a pretty tough question. I don't think they would have even gotten in the position where they needed to rebuild if they actually won. I feel like... Ah, but, maybe, like, Harden and CP3 don't, you know, like, have chemistry issues if they win. So like after they win the championship, everything happens the exact same way. Uh, I think Harden, well, he did just because he gets the ring that he wants. I'm not sure if he'll still be around for a rebuild. I don't think that's the kind of player that he is. Uh, but um, I mean, who knows? You know, it's always one of those what if questions. Yeah. Okay. So jumping back to baseball, <laughs> who would you say is the best pitcher? Um, like overall or in like the American League or National League? Yeah, I think yeah, overall. Uh, I'd say Jacob Degrom right now, but like that could change as soon as this year. Like, uh, Degrom is obviously one of the, the best pitcher over like the last couple of years. And he's only like 32. Like, once you like reach your mid 30, like pitchers start to like lose their velocity pretty fast. And while the Grom has been really good, I don't think like he'll be able to keep up this elite level for a couple more years. So, I, so right now, I think the Grom, but like as soon as like in the middle of this year, I think it could be Shane Bieber who has been really good so far. And uh, it's still really young. So I think he could get a lot better. Okay, I want to talk more about the race because obviously I love Big Boy Choi. Obviously, I don't really keep up with baseball a lot, but are the Rays, are they still in the position where they can get back into playoffs and make another shot at the title? Or is it just like a one-season wonder that happened? Oh, uh, This reminds me a lot of the Rockets after 2018. Like Both of them made like really deep runs that ended in heartbreak and both teams really just sort of stripped it down like the Rockets and let Trevor Ariza walk and like traded away Ryan Anderson's salary for like cash and Rays did the same thing to save cash. And I think both teams will pretty much have the same year they did the next year where like they're good, but they won't be anywhere close to like winning it all. And like 
windows closed fast and like that was pretty their, pretty much their best shot and i think they should have bolstered instead of trading away most of their good players okay